Hello, Austin, Texas. It's Baron and the Doc here with That Reminds Me Of. Hi, Baron. How are you? Good. How are you, Doc? I'm great. Yeah, I'm, I'm good too. I'm particularly good in um, bringing this live from Austin, Texas virtually. We are watching films from Austin Film Festival, which is amazing. Something you can't normally do. We can now watch those films with a film pass that costs 30 US dollars from your living room. How cool is that? Well, it's, it's a bargain for starters, isn't it? Like, it really is. My most known and beloved festival is, is MIFF, the Melbourne International Film Festival. And that's much more expensive to get like a festival pass. Absolutely. You either get the pass, which is, I can't remember how many hundreds, mm. uh, or you can jump in and pay for films one at a time. And that, if you're a member, is still, I think, $12 a film. So for 30 bucks to get access to, I think there's at least 15 or 20 films that aren't geo-blocked that, that mm. we can watch. Probably 20. That's, that's, a, that's a great deal. And, and there's a lot more at the Melbourne Festival, clearly. But in a way, I don't mind it being a, a tighter field that we can, you know, have seen a bigger proportion of the of the films. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's kind of made the whole choice about what we were going to watch and review. That whole thing was just a lot simpler this time around, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well it still wasn't easy. Like there were a few on the, um, the, the, on the cutting room floor that I would have liked to watch, but... Um, totally agree. We, we, just... we picked about nine or ten, yeah? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I wish there was more time, but that's that's what we can handle. So what's your impression of the festival so far, just the, the vibe of it compared to other festivals that you've been to? Well, it's, you know, you never know unless, in, until you've been to a festival, you never really know what the vibe of it is. And I think the panel of judges really sets a tone for what that festival is going to be like. And, you know, we were recently, we recently did the Melbourne International Film Festival, and that was, I thought, a very artsy film festival, mm. very high quality in the films, but also uh, really leaning into an artistic style and for artistic crowds, crowds that would love those sorts of films and have to really think quite, diff quite hard when, while they were watching them. Mm. This festival- we are, we are very arty in Melbourne, of course. <laughs> That's true. We're an arty lot. <laughs> This festival, uh, I think these films are intended to be uh, crowd pleasers a lot more. At least the first three that we've seen have have kind of really leaned the other way. And they're also very indie. What what mm. were your thoughts, Doc? Yeah, I don't know about the crowd pleaser bit. I, I, I don't think we've seen enough to make that call, but certainly very indie. Um, you're, not, you're not seeing... Uh, you know, George Clooney and Brad Pitt in these films, are you? You're seeing early career people trying to make make something, you know, uh, to break into the industry and make something with not much money and be creative about things and do things quickly. And I'm, I'm loving that. The other thing too is that Austin is a writer's festival, right? It's known mm. to be a writer's festival. And so I'm watching these films thinking, are these films being selected in part with the script in mind? Ah, and, yeah. And so, yes, a lot of them have clearly quite low budgets that they're dealing with and ridiculously short productions, you know, schedules to get these things made. But, uh, you know, maybe the judges are looking a little bit beyond production values and, and looking at what the underlying script is all about and making some of their, their decisions based on that. 
Good point. Good point. And on that good point, I think we should talk about the film that we're rev- reviewing today, and that is Murder, Bury, Win. You chose this. This was right down the bottom of my list. I didn't have it in my top <laughs> nine based on the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of didn't want it to be in there. You put it in there. I think it stood out for me because the premise was just a, was a ripper from my mm. perspective. I thought that looks like a great premise. I just want to see how they play that out. And I think without getting too far into the film, that the premise is the thing that's after watching it that I still love the most about it. I just think it's a it's a great concept. Well, I think it's your turn to do synopsis. So why don't we just jump straight into that and then and then I'll make you wait for what I actually thought about it. Okay, great. I love <laughs> it. Murder Berry Win follows three indie mm. game developers, I would say you would call them, or people who are have created a game and they're now trying to kickstart it off of a platform that's not Kickstarter. It's called Game Changer or Game Change, something. Something like that. Something yep. like that. And they've put it on the platform. They're watching t- to see how many, how much money they're going to get. And uh, it skips right to basically they've got minutes to go till the thing's going to run out and they've got like $350, which you later discover was all put in there by the guy who, um, like one of the three of them. Yeah. Anyway, so... The campaign ends. They basically haven't got enough money to do anything with. And they get a phone call from this guy who remains anonymous to start with, but we later discover is VV Stubbs, Victor Von Stubbs, which made Edith and I laugh because my <laughs> that's my middle name anyway. Um, the, Von, the Von. The Victor and the Von. Oh, the, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> it gave, gave us a little giggle. But anyway, they get lured out to a cabin in the woods of all places to go to this cabin to see Victor Von Stubbs, who basically offers them some money, $3,000 to buy their game. There's a little bit of back and forth and play before that. We, we finally get to that moment. And $1,000 each. $1,000 each. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through a bit of shuffling where they just, they're not happy with the deal, they end up accidentally murdering Victor Von Stubbs. And then the whole thing turns into what do we call the police do we get rid of the body and one of the guys one of the three turns out to be a little bit psychotic as it turns out and uh he ends up sort of making the decision for them that they're going to bury the body or get dispose of the body and then the three of them realize that they're perfectly equipped to do this because the game that they've developed that they were trying to sell is called murder bury win and it's all about murdering and getting away with it so shenanigans ensue a cop gets involved he comes and you know visits the cabin and and it looks like they're going to get caught or maybe they won't um but i ultimately what happens is the friendship between these three gets tested and and uh falls apart horribly it's just a um it's meant to be a laugh i think the whole thing's meant to be a lot of fun and um parts of that i think work really well other parts not so well but I think that sums up the story, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it, Doc. Yeah, well, we should we should say, and we I don't think we did at the start. Did we say it's spoiler heavy this show? Oh, did we you, did. did you, that's no. normally we, your line, but we're we're, we're spoiling it. Um, we, uh, we've completely skipped our normal show intro, which is that <laughs> this is the show where two of the two of us talk about films and the films we're reminded of, and it's full of spoilers. <laughs> I, I love the line. 
the, the quote of theirs, we wrote the game on murder and we can probably win if we play our cards right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's that was cool. good. Uh, I had very, very low expectations. I saw the trailer and I saw a couple of the gags that they inserted into the trailer yeah. and they, they didn't fly with me. I, I thought they were <laughs> really lame. Um, and I actually had two cracks at watching the film. I was, I'd had a few drinks and this was maybe Friday night and I started watching it on my iPad. Mm-hmm. I got about 20 minutes in and I really just wasn't enjoying it. I thought this was, you know, not not a good experience. And then I fell asleep <laughs> and then I started again the next day on the TV. Sorry, filmmakers, this is not the way your film was intended to be watched, <laughs> but sometimes this is the way it happens. That's Yeah, this is, this <laughs> is reality for you. You've got to um, hook people in no matter what, right? No matter where they're watching it. However, I then watched it on the on the big screen, the TV, and I I really enjoyed the whole ride. I thought it was um, like clear, clearly it's not a big budget, you know, star studded cast, but I thought the actors were great. the um, The script was good. There were a lot of funny moments. It it kept me engaged all along, uh, and it didn't take itself too seriously. I thought, and and made you know that it didn't take itself seriously. And therefore, any shortcomings I kind of forgave. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I was willing to give it tons of leeway myself as well. Kind of you, once you see the, the sort of telltale signs of a low budget, likely a very short production schedule, like maybe they were shooting with 15 days or something, 20 days, who knows. Uh, and three, four actors who are giving it their best, right? Like once you see all these sorts of signs you go okay well you know clearly they're, they're up against it as you always are with indie filmmaking so you got to let some of it slide right mm. um i think i think that the issues i had with it mostly came down to the edit ah, I, okay i feel like it was a little bit drawn out and slow and that the whole thing could have been more fun with a tighter punchier edit and maybe just I don't know. I got the feeling that I wasn't always getting the best takes or the best timing for the comedy, you know? Like, it just didn't feel like it was all quite piecing together the way it was intended yet. Well, it was it was uncomfortable along the whole journey. Uh, like, the characters sort of almost jarred with you. Um, and, and I thought maybe that's because we're not, we're not used to seeing them and it's a different style of acting almost to what an A-list... It's more real. Mm. And, um, and you almost have to trick your brain into watching a different style of thing and the film is sort of made at a level like there's there's a there's an intention with this film mm. that it feels like it was meant to have like some stars in it you know what i mean like and and they weren't able to get the stars and that's nothing against the actors that are in there but it just feels like it was sort of pitched at that level because mm. if you got i think if you if you had you know three comedians in there um it yeah. would just it would elevate Sand, the whole Sandler, thing Sadakis and um and what's his name? One of those other characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the whole thing would just suddenly be elevated um, just through that, you know, just through having yeah. those faces that you recognise and their quirky style of humour humor sort of inserted into it. But I, I think that that's, that's on us, that problem, rather than the filmmakers. I think we get lazy and we, we just dive into the escapist part of these sort of films and we're used to the quirks of Robert De Niro or whoever it is and I found I really had to learn 
you know these these characters and like um they just acted a bit differently and i i once i got into it i I just thought they were they were great and real yeah Um, so i i have a note about exactly that point i think that the first half of the film the characters fell a little flat mm. because you didn't know why what their interpersonal relationship was like you didn't know you kind of got a feeling that you know one of the guys didn't really like the other one and and then there was one in the middle who was trying to kind of keep everybody happy and but it wasn't clear why any of that was happening and yeah. then around the the midpoint of the film actually it's basically after VV Stubbs gets taken out. And from there on, you start to see their characters come into like full swing. Like you get a real sense of who each of them are because they're, they're actually like butting heads constantly about the, the every decision that's being made. And that's yeah. where I, I felt like the character work really started to take off and, and it was great. Like the mm. second half of, of it, the character work was great. That's kind of what made it for me. Yeah, the, the, I agree the second half was or at least the sort of the middle third maybe was the best. Uh, and you, you had, what, the the nervous guy, the, the really nervy guy, the psycho, and then the, um, Will Smith meets one of the Wayans as <laughs> as the kind of guy that you're with. Yeah, he's so sort that of was, the, he's a, the He's the main guy. <laughs> that's a perfect way to put it. I love it. Uh, like, well, yeah, kind of like one of the Wayans, but not as outgoing. He was sort of, he was he was just kind of grumpy all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, that was Chris. Barry was the sort of nervous, um, geeky dude in the middle who ended up having the most sort of moral, the biggest moral stance. Yeah. And Adam was the out, the full out psycho. You know, I think it's the Barry, the actor that played Barry, is is the one I gravitated to because he was the the least polished as an actor, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it felt like just watching. It was as if one of my mates was in a film yeah. somehow. And I really just enjoyed seeing him act. So, uh, And that, that brought a lot of authenticity to it. I think he me. was the most believable of, mm. of the three of them for, for, for those reasons. Like he was the most natural and the most believable. The other two felt like they were putting on characters at times and other times, you know, worked quite well too. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. And then the cop comes along. So he's, he's the other main character. I really kind of liked him too. Yeah. I, I I thought he was part awkward, like really awkward at times. And I didn't understand the casting choice straight away. But then mm-hmm. when he turned out to be a huge VV Stubbs fan and he wanted to bring his kid who then turned out to be like 20 years old, <laughs> it was really <laughs> odd. Um, like that whole thing was actually pretty funny. Like I kind of enjoyed that. But you see, there's, there's so many signs all throughout that tell you pretty clearly either this is a crappy film, it mm. could be saying that, but I took it as, hey, we're not trying too hard here. Uh, just go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Just forget that the cop has walked in and there is uh, blood smeared all over the floor that he couldn't possibly miss. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. So that's <laughs> that is just that's just telling me as the viewer, hey, this is a this is all a bit of a joke. Just enjoy. I think that's the way to look at it. Um, so did you notice the score in this film? It has a like an epic score played playing throughout mm-hmm. it, uh, and I think I was kind of enjoying it but feeling like the score was up here sort of 
try you know trying to elevate the comedy and the pace and the edit was not keeping up with it at all which mm-hmm. is another reason why i put the edit put quite a lot down to the edit just feeling not quite right for this film did you did you get reminded of stranger things with the score no no that's interesting i'd have or, to listen you to know it that again. keyboard like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. It, it uh, sounded exactly like Stranger Things to me. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had, yeah, it was like lots of drums and full on, and it's, there was like some some keys in there and, and yeah, yeah it, it, it was it was trying to sort of heighten the energy of the whole thing because uh, I and I felt like the film needed that, but the edit needed mm. to match it. Um, were, there, were there any other sort of things that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy? I just thought it was... It, at moments, really bloody funny. Um, and that wasn't entirely consistent through the whole thing, in fairness. But but sometimes it really nailed it. Um, just little moments like when they're, they're acting out the, um, the game. So they're all sitting around playing the game. Um, I think this is before even anything bad happens. And then it just cuts to them actually burying someone or... Uh, or you know, act, acting out what the what the game is doing. Yeah. Um, and then at one one point, they're standing there with the corn cob as the murder weapon and a chair with a murder <laughs> that's weapon. Right. And like that's not you know classic cinema or anything, but I I got a I got a laugh. Yeah. And there the, was the the internet history too. I found pretty amusing. Yeah, that was good. That was good. The moment where the dime drops that they look like the guiltiest people ever with their internet searches and the <laughs> fact that they they're all at the house and like they have their three-point motive that, that they've all like written down. It's pretty great. The one piece of comedy that I think I enjoyed the most cuz actually I I found a lot of the jokes fell a little flat for me. Like there mm. were times where I got a you know, like I I was almost with it and then it just didn't quite land how I yeah. how I thought it would uh but there was one moment uh, and maybe it's obvious and not that funny but for me it, it got me going um where the three guys have just met vv Stubbs, and he's sitting in front of the murder wall and he's basically saying take your time this is when they, he's like waiting for them to realize that he's vv Stubbs, their their their, their hero and yeah. it, they play it so long, like they just really draw it out, and I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny, but mm. I don't think that was quite as funny as when the um, I think his name's Barry, the guy we were the, the nervous guy that we like, mm-hmm. uh, when he's told he has to um, cheese grate the um, <laughs> the fingers, the identifying marks off um, off his fingers. When he picks up the cheese grater, do you see this? It's a, just a, a nice little moment where he draws a smiley face like there's a couple of holes on the cheese crater <laughs> and he got like touches the holes and then does a little little smile under it i didn't see that and well, i didn't just, notice it that's great unless i made it up maybe i'd had too many too many drinks but um <laughs> that that if that's what they intended i thought that was it it told me a lot about his character and made me like him even more yeah classic Classic. And what do you think about the ending? Like a film like this, right? Mm. Where you imagine it's sort of, it's leading up to a crescendo of some sort. Mm. Um, what 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 do you think about the way the film sort of comes to an end? This is one of probably my main points of the whole experience of watching it. And I imagine maybe it's different to yours. So controversy. Mm-hmm. I loved the ending. 
I think that sometimes funny movies uh, can be all sort of funny and riotous for, you know, two thirds of it. And then they start trying to tie everything up in a bow and, you know, finish it. And they, and they lose some of their, you know, the, the humor by just dragging it on and on. I thought there was a little section that dragged on a bit where it got a little bit serious when they start actually, they, they kill their mate. Yeah. Um, so fair enough. But then once that had done and it was clear that the film had done its time and had run out of puff, they just left it. They stopped. And I, <laughs> just I, stopped. I really yeah. res- I respected that because it's not, it's not a, it's not Hamlet. Um Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's just a nice ride, and I don't want to, I don't want to be with it for another twenty minutes. So, that is a good point. That works for it. I thought the ending left me wanting a little bit. I just wanted mm. a, I wanted a bigger bang at the end, something other than what we get, which is, uh, spoiler alert again, um, <laughs> it's uh, Chris just you know basically walking into the game store and buying the game that has now been developed and. Is making tons and tons of money. I like that idea, but yeah. I just wanted a bigger moment out of it. I, w- I wanted more of a laugh somehow, just at the end. Yeah, well, no, you're you're right. That's what that's what it needed. I, I don't know. Like the your first your first point was that the concept was so so cool. Yeah. Um, and really, what you take or what you remember from the movie is the setup and the concept and the the laughs you get along the way. All yes. this crap at the end about how they how they end it i just don't think matters in these sort of films mm. so i just respected them not dwelling on it and just letting me you know um go to bed it's good i totally agree i totally having, agree having enjoyed it that's not a criticism that's a compliment okay and so now for you austin people if you're listening um this is where we talk about other things that we were reminded of normally i think i think we can move on doc don't you reckon yeah we can that's the name of the show it's, that reminds me of um, so what did Murderberry Win remind you of, Baron? Well, honestly, I didn't have a great long list of things to, to, to kind of mull through and think about and um, bring to this. And normally we watch the film, we have a few days, and but like with, with the festivals, we end up sort of having a little less time. So, mm. um, but I was, I was immediately drawn to the idea of Clue. That, yeah. And also the Tim... Curry performance in Clue and just Tim Curry in general reminded me a little bit of VV Stubbs in this, just the over-the-top craziness of that character. Uh, and I just thought, like, that was the tone that it felt to me like this film was going for and maybe was one of the – that style of film would be a reference for the filmmakers. That's the a board game come to life concept. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's got to be a reference, really. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Doc? Well, the only, I really just have a, a suite of types of films. Um, and that's just the typical one where they accidentally kill someone like on a Bucks night or a bachelorette party or whatever it may be, and have to dispose of the body. Like, I, I think there are so many, you can't even, um, you wouldn't even want to start trying. But Perhaps the, the most recent one I've, I've seen is is Rough Night, I think it's called, which is normally it's the blokes on a, you know, um, a stag night accidentally killing someone. But this one, it's Scarlett Johansson and um, and all her, her girlfriends accidentally killing the stripper, I think it was. Um, and, you know, they sh- of course they should call the cops uh, and they don't and then they just wind themselves up in knots. 
Oh. Isn't that funny? That's like a subgenre of its own. You know, this is mm. we've seen this in films so many times. And of course, they always do the wrong thing, exactly the wrong <laughs> yeah. thing. And if they did the right thing, you wouldn't have a film. So it has to be the wrong thing. But yeah. like it gets you every time, doesn't it? That, that concept gets you every time watching them make stupid decisions. What I often judge these films on is how plausible they're able to make the the actions of the characters like right. so why have they not called the police oh okay they've they've um they've got some reason about how bad it's going to look you know <laughs> yeah um, exactly i thought with this one that and that's where the the browsing history came up like you're just thinking this is ridiculous like they they must call the cops they've done nothing wrong mm-hmm. but when you see that browsing history uh it's actually it, great it's um a bear trap and <laughs> <laughs> it's so specific. And it's, how to kill someone with a bear trap. <laughs> how to kill someone with a bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And and that is all you need to see is that. And the, of course they they've got to um, dispose of the body. You didn't need the rest. That was that's right. Yeah. Just the how to kill someone with a bear trap, and that's where how he's been killed is enough yeah. for you to then go with them the rest of the way. I did like all the other reasons though. It was a nice piling on of like, oh my god, we are the guiltiest looking people ever. But some some of the other stuff they they did uh, was just so ridiculous. Uh, you know, using the the Stubbs's laptop and. You know, getting their <laughs> yeah. not not just their prints, but their search yes. history into that, and yes, uh, it just posting photos from his laptop to their <laughs> yeah to yeah. their socials yeah with the with the background sort yeah. of comp- like all of those are clues to me to just you know judge it kindly. And once you can once you can go with the concept that these three are sort of lovable idiots, then the mm. rest is fine, right? That's that's number one movie down. I'm keen to see what they do next. The um. The filmmakers. I didn't get to see the Q and A, unfortunately. Um, but I would have loved to. Neither did I. I would love to see them make a film with some money. You know, mm. like I would love to see some money thrown at these guys and see what they could do. Yeah, I think they've done a, a great, great job with whatever they had. I totally agree. On that's to the a, next one. Next. That's film. a wrap for that one. Hey, Doc. Yeah, next film. Um, looking forward to it. This is the first film down for Austin Film Festival, and we've got a lot more to go. So this is fun. Well, we, sh- we should say teaser that the next one is the. Two Deaths of Henry Baker. So stay tuned for that. Yes, absolutely. All right, see you at the next one, Doc. See you, Baron.